Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the How to Lead podcast, helping you unleash influence wherever you are. My name's Adam Tarno. I'm joined, as always, by Clay Scroggins. Clay, today we're going to talk about a word that really kind of annoys you, and I'm surprised. That's right. And the word is? Moist. No, that's not the word. <laughs> that is a word that, that annoys a lot of people. The word is what? People hate that word. Like they a, do. Like it's a clown, you know, like, like clowns. Like they have the same, they're repulsed by that word, like they're repulsed by clowns as well. No, the word is communication. Yes. Communication. And this is surprising yeah. to me. Why does this word annoy you so much? Well, to back up a second, you you know, we were talking about, hey, what are some potential other episodes we could do? And you, you've been talking to a lot of clients about communication. Absolutely. It's one of the most common topics I'm asked to speak on. It, and it totally is. I mean, obviously, that is it is so important in the workplace. But it annoys me for a number of reasons. Number one, I feel like people, um, they could mean so many different things about it. Yeah. Um, you know, communicate. When I hear communication, I think uh, standing in front of a large group of people and talk. So, so holding a microphone usually. Yeah. Um, but it could also mean the newsletter that you send out, the graphics that you have. The, uh, but but I think as we've talked about it, you have been talking most about interpersonal communication. Yeah, yeah. I like to think about communication in three different categories: one to one, one to few, and one to many. That's and uh, so today will be a lot of the one to one or one to few. That's the most common topics or or um, you know areas where I I speak on communication because I think for a lot of leaders and a lot of professionals that's where we live most of our day. Not a lot of us are standing in front of large audiences with microphones. I mean, it's a little different on social media and things like that where you got a little bigger audience there. But most of the time we're talking to individuals or we're talking to smaller teams. Can I ask you though? This would be my guess. I'm curious. I, I, I know why it's important. I mean, we all know, okay, communication is so important because you got to be able to communicate with the other person. I would guess, and, and I'm curious, do you find this to be true? Most leaders go, yeah, 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 yeah. I know how to do that. Yeah, it does appear to be one of those things that we just feel like uh, kind of like running. You just had it yeah, figured right. out. I don't need too. anybody to teach me how to do that. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Teach me form. I know how to run. I know how to do it. So yeah, there's a lot of us out there that kind of wing it a, a little bit because we feel like we know how to do it or we know exactly what we're annoyed by. So we try to do the opposite of those. But when I do get in rooms with professionals and we talk about this, I do ask people to raise their hands. How many of you have ever received formal communication training? And I'm not talking about the speech class you took in college. I mean, somebody that sat down and said, here's the way to think about interpersonal communication. Here's some tools and some tips and some tricks and some philosophical ideas and principles that'll guide you. Very few people raise their hand. And so it, which is shocking to me because as we're going to talk about, I believe it is, it is the essence of leadership because, you know, our friend or your friend, maybe um, John Maxwell, and I've never met him. I call him my friend, but I feel like I know him from reading his books, but he says that the person who leads, but has no followers is merely taking a walk. And so the essence of leadership involves people. And if you are going to be leading a, a group of people, you can't physically force them to do anything. You have to use your words to communicate vision or directions or problem solve. I mean, that is what you do as a leader. So if, if you think about a leader has a toolbox, the most important tool or the, the tool that they will use most often is the tool of communication. And uh, it is, it's almost like to the chef, their knives, right? It, well, it's set just the like, stage. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, I became clear about that because about a year and a half ago, my mother-in-law came over to our house. She lives here in the Dallas area. Um, and 
she comes over to our house often. She hangs out with the with the boys. It's great. We we love having her over. And she came over one time and did something very rare. She usually brings food over, right? And I just have this rule: anything Chris Lynn makes, I'm going to eat. Uh, she's an amazing chef, an amazing uh, baker, and so she brought over a bag and she said, "Oh, I just bought something." And I want to share it with you all. And I'm just thinking it's going to be a food item. And she pulls out this box that's like half the size of a shoe box. And then she opens up that and she's got this gray plastic thing that she sets on the counter. And I'm looking at it confused going, what, what is, is this, this a board game? Yeah. Is this a board game? Is this like the, uh, the Uno board game that spits that's the right. cards out? That's you know, right. you have to right. plug it into the wall. And I'm like, what is this? And she looks at my wife and I, and she just says, it's a knife sharpener. And she says, every time I come over here, and I use your knives. I'm always uh, amazed at how bad they are, how dull they are. <laughs> I was like, Were you what? offended? Yeah, I just I never thought about it. Right? I was like, yeah. I've invested in those knives years ago. They still seem to cut the apple just fine. I don't know. Yeah, I got to kind of push down on it, but I just thought, eh, they're getting a little bit old. I d- I never knew that you could. Uh, or how important it was to constantly sharpen these knives, which then it takes me back to Food Network or Top Chef. And every time you see a chef about ready to prepare a meal, they like whip out their thing and they're sharpening <laughs> right. their knives. Right? Yeah. Right. And I think it's the same for leadership that that when it comes to communication, this is a tool. It's a one that we will use often, but it can grow dull and we constantly need to uh, to resharpen it. Well, hey, listen, this is why I enjoy doing this with you, because um, I feel like it is challenging for me. Um, And I'm eager to hear. I I haven't been in one of the rooms where you've been with clients doing this workshop or keynote talk or however you do it. So I'm eager to hear about it. So help us with it. Help us sharpen our knife of communication. Yeah. And so there again, there's so many different directions we could go with this. But let me let me just just share one little way to sharpen our communication knife here. And and that would be this, and that is actually not to focus on your words, but to focus more on what you're hearing. Uh, surprisingly to me, the more I have focused on truly understanding what the other person is saying, the better my communication has become. And so the goal of communication, if we were going to put just one principle out there, the goal of communication is not to say all your words, and it's not just to let the other person talk more. The goal is mutual understanding. So when uh, a group of people say we have a failure to communicate, that typically does not mean they have a failure to say words. It means they have a failure to understand the words that somebody else is saying and truly understand the intent and the meaning behind it. That was my insight listening to Civil War by Guns N' Roses yesterday, driving home from camp the other day. Because if you remember, there's a a little uh, bit from Cool Hand Luke, I think was the name of the movie, and says, what we have here is a failure to communicate. And I started thinking about that. I was like, we say that a lot. What do we mean failure to communicate? And it's really a failure to understand the other person and their intent. And that's what a failure to communicate is. And so a little tip or trick, and this is going to sound so trivial, but has, has really transformed my ability to communicate in one-to-one and one-to-few settings, is getting in the habit of repeating back what I hear people saying in my own words. So mm-hmm. when I'm listening to you talk, Clay, I'm not trying to figure out what do I want to say next. I'm, I'm forcing myself to go, can I repeat back to him in my own words what I'm hearing him say right now? And then getting in that habit of going, oh, what I'm hearing you say is this. What I'm hearing you say is this. What I'm hearing you say is this. By me focusing on that and on listening, it has really helped my communication. I'm always surprised at how often I'll get things wrong and uh, how that little bit 
will go so far in helping us make sure that there truly is mutual understanding. And so that that's that's the thing to do. Uh, that would be the thing to do is just get in the habit of repeating what you hear people say and just fill in the blank. Okay, so what I hear you saying right now is, and then just repeat back and ask them, am I right? And then see where things go from there. Which I think this would be, you know, this would be worth trying in any relationship, but particularly um, try this with your boss in your next one-on-one meeting with your boss. Because a lot of times, I think what the, the beauty of what that does, is it closes the communication loop, right? The two important, what, what, what we try to, when, when Jenny and I, we do a lot of work with younger couples who are engaged and we talk a lot about assertive communication, learning yep. to be assertive about it and not just be passive about it. And then secondly, we talk about active listening, that those two skills being able to assertively communicate and actively listen are so key. And what you're, I think what you're talking about seems like it fits in the active listening category. But what we oftentimes do to your point is we just assume we understand. And when you speak it back, it, it, it allows the loop to be closed, right? Because it allows you to say, so what I hear you saying is your chief concern about this is the price of it. Yep. Is how much it costs. And then what oftentimes happens is the other person, in this case, your manager, your boss might say, you know what? Uh, no, I would. Uh, I need to back up and say, I would not say that's the primary concern. I think the that's primary right. concern is, is it efficient? Does it work? Does, is it effective? Um, if it costs more, I think it would be worth us doing it. So that's not my number one concern. I am. I think we need to pay attention to the cost, but I would not say it's my chief concern. That's right. So it, it just allows that other person to go, ah, and when we feel heard, there is something so magical that happens when we feel yeah, like. Yeah, even just, even just going through the act of, of repeating back communicates value, right? I really want to understand what it is that you're saying. And so much of communication in the professional environment is unplanned, unscripted, ad hoc, just it's happening in the moment. And so a That's lot of good. us have not had time to think through how do I really feel about this? And a lot of times we're just talking it out, right? We're just figuring out what is important to us in the moment. So that's where if we re- really want to make sure that we're understanding one another, pausing and repeating back what you're hearing saying, hear one another saying can go really a, a long way. Because yeah, when you even even if you're the one talking and somebody repeats back what they hear you saying, you may realize, oh, I totally overstated that. That's way more than, you know, I, I said that that's way stronger right. than I really feel. And that's, that's helpful. And, uh, listen, this is not foolproof or a hundred percent proof, but this gets you, this gets you really far down the road. I mean, it's impossible to completely avoid miscommunication that is going to happen, but there are some very simple things like this. This is just one little thing that we can do that will help reduce the frustration that can come from that miscommunication. And it really is just starting with making sure you understand the other person. I, I was speaking, uh, I was at this event with some student athletes. And this gal, she's the uh, point guard on her women's basketball team. And she's concerned because she doesn't feel like she's as vocal as the coaches wanted her to be. Mm. So she comes up after the session and she asked me about this. And she was like, what would you do? She said, there's some players that are older, but I'm the point guard. And the coaches are constantly wanting me to be more vocal. And I just feel like I'm always letting them down. Which I was like, number one, I am so sorry. That's a terrible place to be in, right? That's right. And so yeah. I was, I was really challenging her. Secondly, I said, well, could you go seek some clarity, right? And so in her case, she was gonna. I was encouraging her, and she said, Yeah, I have a great relationship with our coaches. 
I said, well, could you go to your coaches and say, I get the sense that you want me to be more vocal. I hear you saying that. And number one, is that true? Because it might not actually be true. That might be something that you're projecting onto them that they don't actually feel. But if you can say that, then you're seeking clarity. And then they might say, yes, I'm glad you asked. We want you to be more vocal. Okay. Could you help me understand what that means? Could you tell me some situations where you want me to be more? And then they might say, well, when we give the play, we want you to be the one telling everybody what the play is. When somebody's not in the right position, we want you to be the one telling. Okay. So what I hear you saying is you want me to make sure that I am diligently communicating the play numerous times. Yes. That's what we're saying. Yeah. I think this principle that you're bringing, it really does. I mean, it, it is so elementary, but it is so profound if we would practice it. Yeah, so I'm very motivated, Adam. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. Well, good. And just to, to be clear, somebody. this doesn't make things more efficient. This makes meetings last longer. I, I want to be very clear, but right. I think it, it provides an emotional, uh, it reduces emotional frustration and it, and it will help reduce all that, you know, whatever sideways energy or just the, all, all the cost of miscommunication. So just, just having these conversations last just a tad longer to make sure you understand can go so far. So this will be a topic that we'll come back to, I'm sure, in future episodes. But that's that's one great one uh, that I think can be really helpful is, listen, you want to start sharpening that knife? Great. Start by asking the question or, or with the statement, repeating back what you hear. So what I hear you saying is, and then fill in the blank. And that's a great way to start sharpening that knife. I would be really curious to hear feedback from people. So if you would, if you would be open to emailing us info at uh, how to lead dot work info at how to lead dot work. I would love to hear you know, what are other areas of communication that are a challenge to you. And hey, if you tried this and it uh, helped you in some way, let us know. That would be really helpful to hear. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. All right, Clay, as always, great to be with you. Talk to you again next time. Thanks, Adam. Thank you so much for listening to the How to Lead podcast. We would love to hear from you. Do you have any questions, any comments, any topics that you would like for us to consider for future episodes? If so, best way to reach out to us is via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. This episode, like all of our episodes, was mixed and edited by the amazing team at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today. We'll talk to you again next week.